it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, and the intellectual aspects of who we are as human beings. Um, 2020, and now more than half of 2021, has been so focused on health and wellness as we continue to fight uh, the COVID virus and all of the variants that are now coming down the road, including the newest one, which I guess is called Mu, M-U. And we just don't know where this is all heading for any of us. So I continue to recommend going to my website, www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. And when you get there, there is a Boomers Forever Young banner. You can subscribe to their health newsletter. Uh, If you go into their website, they have uh, just a huge number of products with blogs and videos and um, testimonials. And I would encourage you to just kind of scout around and see if there's some things in there that might benefit you. But in particular, I'm always looking at two features. And that is actually going to be a part of uh, today's program is what can we do to stay healthy? That is just huge. And we have to take personal responsibility for that. So while you're in the Boomer site, um, keep in mind that you want two blood tests actually done the next time you go in for your physical or just call your doctor and say you'd like to have these two done uh, at an outpatient uh, site. Uh, One of those is the D as in dog three test. That is your immune system. And you want that number to be above 70. Do not let them say that you fall in the healthy range. Uh, There are people that have a number, it's 35 or 40, and that is certainly not optimal for fighting off viruses, bacteria, Uh, any kind of illness whatsoever. Uh, It'll be very difficult for you if you're down that low. The other one is a C-reactive protein test. You want that number to be below one. Um, I will tell you that mine is a 0.3, so there's very little inflammation in my body. And that's what you're aiming for, is low inflammation because inflammation is where every disease begins. So a D3, and a CRP test is what you need to know your basic health level. And then do what you can to make sure that you are taking responsibility for staying healthy. It is not up to your physician um, to keep you healthy, actually. It is up to you. And then if you end up with something that is necessary for you to see a physician, hopefully it's up to them to get you back to wellness, but it's your responsibility to stay well. All right, having said that, I have Julie Brannon back with me. And Julie is a trained master herbalist. She's formulator and founder of Bailey's Naturals Herbal Apothecary, which is in downtown, beautiful Safety Harbor, as she says. And it is a very fun little town to visit. Um, For more than two decades, she has assisted her clients on their journey to vibrant health. She started when she was 12. (laughs) I'll I'll go with that. (laughs) But um, no, I I have loved having Julie not only as a friend, but as somebody who can come on the program and talk to us frankly about how to stay healthy, what we can do ourselves in order to make that one of our options. Um, Certainly... It's not the only option if we do need um, physical or uh, pharmaceutical care from a doctor because of a diagnosis, but my goodness, there's so much we can do on our own to stay healthy, and that's why I love having Julie come on. And uh, she'll tell you how you can find her at the end of our program, but today we're going to talk about viruses, and so it's not just the COVID virus or the variants, but it's viruses in general. We've had them in our life forever, Um, multiple uh, hundreds and hundreds of years. There's been viruses around. There's been bacteria that we come into contact with. And so Julie's going to explain, you know, our options. What can we do to stay healthy? So thanks for coming back, Julie. It's a delight to be with you again and with all of your listeners in podcast land. 
Good to be here. I know we've got a lot of ground to cover today. Where do you want to start, Lucy? Well, I think for the most part, you know, what's on everybody's mind these days mm-hmm. is just, you know, what do we do as a population? Uh, we have 50% of the population that has said no to the jab, and we have 50% basically that has said, you know, okay, I'm going to do my part to stay healthy and not contribute to others getting the disease. And so there is this balance that mm-hmm. we've got going. But for those that have received, you know, maybe they're two from, um, you know, uh, Pfizer or uh, Moderna. Um, now I guess we're talking about a second uh, vaccine for the Johnson & Johnson because it came out as a one-time, mm-hmm. and they're realizing that a booster is probably necessary for that one as well. So for people that are getting breakthrough um, cases of COVID, and I have a number of friends who actually did get COVID mm-hmm. even after they were vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So we need to look at not only that group, but the group that has never um, wanted to have mm-hmm. a vaccine. How do we begin to control you know, this virus? What do we need to do to mm-hmm. stay optimally healthy? Mm-hmm. And that's where you're going to come in. Okay, well, this virus is... I'm not going to say it's like any other virus mm-hmm. <laughs> because we all have opinions about how it originated. But, you know, when we talk about pathogen and viral infection in the human body, I mean, a virus is a virus is a virus in terms of what we can do to keep ourselves well mm-hmm. and have strong enough defenses to be able to fight them off. Right. Okay. Um, and it's it's like you said, it starts with, with, and I'll echo what you said a moment ago, is that it's a commitment. It's our responsibility to keep ourselves well, to make sure our children are staying well. Mm -hmm. And foundationally, that all begins with diet. Mm -hmm. It really does. I think 80% of our wellness is, is dependent on, you know, what kind of food we're eating. Right. And, you know, processed food is dead food. Right. Fresh whole food is living food. And that's what makes our cells happy. So we do have to eat right. And I think innately, most people know what a healthy diet is. Mm Mm-hmm. They just oftentimes choose not to do it, or for convenience sake, perhaps. Right. Moms and dads are working, right. hopefully, and and I, you know, it's like, geez, I, I'm just too busy. I don't mm-hmm. want to cook, mm-hmm. so we'll just go through the drive-through. Well, that's a very bad decision ultimately, and I think if we put that in the forefront of our for, forefront of our mind, that good health starts with good food, right. and and make that a, definitely a priority. I had some people in the shop yesterday who have a young young boy, he's about 11, who is off the walls, bouncing off the walls, ADD, ADHD, the teacher wants to get him medicated. This is a very bright young man. He's super bright. But he also starts his day with a bowl of sugary cereal. Right, and that's what he wants. And that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. And then the dad says, well, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want meat. I can't get protein in him. So this child is strung out on sugar, and he has his fix first thing in the morning, he gets to school, and by lunchtime, he's already completely inattentive because the sugar robs the body of the B vitamins we need to nourish the brain and make it functional and uh-huh. effective. Uh-huh. So then he has his lunch, and he has another carb fix or sugar fix. And so he's back up again. And then you know after lunch, mid-afternoon, he's down again, goes home, has his nice sugary snack after school, and then he's expected to sit and focus on his homework. So this kid is like on this yo-yo. Uh And they're not getting anywhere fast. And I think that's why they came to me. So, you know, we had the diet talk. And he goes, you know, he lives with my wife most of the time. I get him for a couple of days a week. So there's effort that has to be made. On those with those parents working together for the for the benefit of their child. Right. You know. So. You know, one of the things that I I know in Wisconsin, there was um, or still is, to my knowledge. Uh, a place called Manitowoc Ovens, mm-hmm. and they made uh, great breads. And their, the founder was aware that so many children did start their day with sugary cereals and things of that nature, and that by the time they had their reading class around 10 a.m., they weren't able to focus anymore, and mm-hmm. so the reading scores were low. So his idea was he created what was called Brainy Bagels. They were little tiny bagels, child-sized bagels. Heard of those. And um, he distributed them free of charge to the schools that were around Manitowoc. 
Well, these kids, they had before scores, and then they you know, started doing the brainy bagels, and then they had after scores. And the scores raised you know, substantially for See, all of these children. And it was because of the carbohydrates that are in something like um, a whole grain bagel, which is what he used rather than the white ones, mm-hmm. um, that stays with you. It, it's processed in the body for a longer mm-hmm. period of time, and it's a more stable release mm-hmm. of the sugar that's a more natural sugar rather mm-hmm. than a sugar cereal. Complex carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. So we had the discussion with, with his dad about diet, mm-hmm. and and he goes, but I just can't. I said, look, when was the last time you took him to the grocery store with you mm-hmm. and said, pick a vegetable, any vegetable you want that you've never had before, we'll go to the kitchen, we'll cook it together. Getting children involved in the family grocery shopping is one of the easiest ways to get them to come on board the healthy how about, train. How about growing it? You know, they've got these Even better. big pots. And Even so better. he could um, say, what would you like to grow? Exactly. And then create recipes exactly. from what the child exactly. grows. So bottom line is how, you know, what we eat will impact our health dramatically mm-hmm. for good or for bad. Right. Okay. Outside of that, supplements, I believe, of course, I sell them. That's what I do for a living and I'm trained in their use. But... I think they're vital because who does have that perfect diet? Mm-hmm. Very, very few of us. And the soil isn't what it was, Mm-mm. I oh. mean, even 10 years ago. Right. So we've got to fill in those gaps. A good basic multivitamin is absolutely foundational. And I have a list of um, what I call my immune enhancement protocol mm-hmm. in, for, in general terms for now and forever um, in terms of keeping our, our systems healthy and strong and able to ward off the invaders. Um, you mentioned D3, mm-hmm. about the test on that. That's critical. And not even t- with viruses, D3 has multiple layers of enhancement to our immune system. Right. Um, it can help prevent breast cancer, mm-hmm. for example. It has to work with hormone balance, brain hormones, everything. So vitamin D3 is a very, very important. And D3 is a fat-soluble nutrient. So it should typically come in a gel cap mm-hmm. and always be taken with food. Um, zinc is high on the list, very high on the list. Although we shouldn't exceed 100 milligrams of zinc in a day because it'll mess up your copper levels and that can cause some problems. But there are a lot of foods that are high in zinc, eggs and you know raw nuts and seeds, etc. But I, with a supplemental zinc, I take about a 30 milligram once a day is, is absolutely sufficient. Good old vitamin C, mm-hmm. at least 1,000 milligrams a day, if not 1,000 mil- milligrams two or three times a so day. So if somebody said to you, well, you know, I drink orange juice or I, um, you know, have an orange, there is about how much in an orange or a glass of juice? Less than 60 milligrams. Okay. And with juice, it's got a lot of sugar in there. Exactly. So that's, to me, kind of defeatist. Um those are the people I think that believe if they have yogurt every day, they're getting all the probiotics they need. <laughs> you would need a truckload of yogurt to get the right strains and, and right. multiple strains right. that you need for a healthy gut. But um, it, it's good to have that orange. orange. Oranges have fiber, the unsoluble fiber. It's a very good fiber source. Mm-hmm. But don't rely on oranges for vitamin C. Right, because you can't eat as much as no, you need. No, so take a supplement. It's not expensive, mm-hmm. right? Selenium is another thing. Very, mm-hmm. very good. It's a mineral. Very good for immune enhancement. Selenium can also help the body um, release stored heavy metals, mm. which is rather nice. Brazil nuts are a very good source of selenium. Mm. Very I good love source. Brazil nuts. <laughs> yep. So how many of those do you eat to have enough Not selenium? more than, say, six to ten. Six to ten. I had okay. a client that ate a whole bag of selenium, and she oh. broke selenium. A whole bag of Brazil nuts, and she broke out a terrible rash. It lasted oh, for a my week. Gosh. Oh, so my So if some's good, more doesn't necessarily mean better. Okay. And that's those are words to live by, folks. Okay. Um, magnesium's also on my list mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's a vital mineral, also called an electrolyte, that... A deficiency of magnesium can cause type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, very common, hormonal imbalances, insomnia, irritability. Um, I've got so many parents giving their children magnesium. It's helping them be healthier in general and more stable and more calm. So are they using the powder? Typically, yes, because it you know a lot of it's flavored and mm-hmm. it's tasty. Um, a company called Natural Vitality makes one just for children, and it's combined with some B vitamins and other nutrients to help support focus. I was going to say for ADHD, that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's a very popular product. It's mm. called K2 
kids calm or children's calm. But um, magnesium is critical. Um, people that get Charlie horses, mm -hmm. that's your body screaming for magnesium, any kind of a muscle spasm, migraine, things like that. And magnesium, you know, you could go have your levels checked, but it, it varies from day to day and throughout each day uh -huh. because it's water soluble. Right. If you've been heavily sweating and working out, you're going to lose it faster. You know, things like that. So magnesium is high on that list as well. I think that's why the athletes you see, um, you know, especially football, you know, the Gatorade. Mm -hmm. Because it does have a lot of that in there. But also Gatorade was designed, <laughs> it's got sugar, but it's very high in sodium. Mm -hmm. The original concept behind that, if, if I'm recalling the study I read correctly, it's so high in sodium as to make you thirsty, so you will then drink water. I wonder how many people actually do that. Or they just reach for another Gatorade. And I they're think still they thirsty. reach for another Gatorade. And they're still thirsty. Yeah. And finally, I mean, there are a lot of things that could be on the list, but this, these are basics. And the final thing on my list is NAC and acetylcysteine. Mm -hmm. This is an amino acid that's a precursor to glutathione. We've talked about it before. Um, it is very prevalent, the glutathione in the body, in the lungs and the liver. This is why people with COPD... People with bronchial situations, even asthma, do extremely well with NAC. It reduces oxidative damage in the lungs. And it supports the body's own production of glutathione. Now, you can go to a health food store and buy glutathione supplements, not at my store. Because the research shows unless you're taking glutathione in, in an IV drip, your body really can't use that glutathione. So we take NAC, which is a precursor, and in that it tells the body make more glutathione, raise those levels. Mm -hmm. And I think um, this is an interesting study, and I'm sorry I can't cite it, but it, it said to the effect that the reason children are at such low risk for COVID-19 is because when we're young, we, make a lot. we have a lot of glutathione. Mm -hmm. We're making a lot, very high levels of glutathione. So this is another reason, and I'll segue. So anyway, that's my that's my hit list as far as supplements for, for now and forever. Mm -hmm. Do you um, ever recommend, because I, I take almost everything that you are Of course you do, because you're so smart. Um, but um, I also use turmeric. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I think that, you know, that's just one more little thing that you can add to your mm -hmm. overall supplementation. But turmeric's been around for, you know, a thousand years and more. Oh, no. In, in Ayurvedic medicine, mm -hmm. which is a system of medicine that's 8,000 years old, mm -hmm. It has been a cornerstone of Ayurveda, Ayurveda for 8,000 years. Mm. They're the Vedic texts written in Sanskrit, and they talk about the value of turmeric. Isn't it interesting yeah. that uh, we have only discovered its value in the last, what, maybe 40 years? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, maybe not among our Indian population friends, right, but right. They, they know the value of it. Um, so, yeah, turmeric, there's, there's a, you know, grapeseed extract is mm -hmm. a wonderful antioxidant, mm -hmm. also very good for the lungs. Grapeseed extract and vitamin C work extremely well together. Right. They really support each other and enhance the, the effects of either. So there's a lot, there's a big long list, but for those that want to watch their dollars and you know just get the basics, mm -hmm. this is a good one. But I will tell you that, I'm going to step back to NAC, is that it's getting extremely hard to find. I had a client call me yesterday, actually she's a new client now, um, called yesterday, do you have NAC? And I said, well, yes, I do. And she was flabbergasted. She said, I have called every health food store I know of to call. Nobody has it, and I've been told they're never going to have it again. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And you know why? <laughs> I'm about to tell you all. <laughs> there are about, I think it's 14 now, clinical trials underway looking at the use of N-acetylcysteine, NAC, as a preventative and a treatment for COVID. Hmm. One study did come back in, and that's at the time that the NAC supply started dropping down because the first study concluded that, yes, NAC boosts the body's glutathione, it boosts the body's own defenses, but it can also reduce the uh, symptoms and the severity in the early stages mm -hmm. of the SARS-CoV-2. Mm -hmm. So the concern is, among people in my industry, is that Big Pharma is going to just grab it. And say it's now a drug. And say this is a drug because we can prove it. We have the we have the clinical trials to prove it. But it's been approved for dietary supplement use since 1964. Mm. And they will have a big fight on their hands, hopefully. At least that's that's what I'm hearing from, from formulators and people in, in that manufacturing part of the industry. 
but I have access to it and I'm going to continue to stock it and stock it in big numbers until it's not available anymore, which I hope never happens. But NAC is, is vital and there is research going back 50 years on all the different wonderful benefits of it. I know I use it, so. <laughs> yeah, and one of my vendors, oh gosh, I don't remember the brand, but I plan to bring it in. They are launching a new NAC supplement that's a powder in oh. a powder drink mix that's supposed to taste good, which I'm looking forward to trying because NAC, it's a high sulfur amino acid, so it just stinks. <laughs> it's just kind of bleh. So um, if they find a way to make it taste good and they're actually launching this product soon, that actually is good, good news as far as I'm concerned. So I love NAC on the list. The only contraindication for NAC that I'm aware of is a diabetic, an insulin-dependent diabetic. So what's the reason they can't? It, it, it has to do with the body's uptake of that insulin mm -hmm. if you're on the needle. Now, there have been some people that have used it successfully, but those people need to be closely monitored and supervised by a practitioner. Right. Okay, but for the rest of us, NAC is a great choice and it's, uh, it could be a lifesaver. I will tell you, I don't know if I, we talked about this last time I was here, but I had the COVID-19. No. I had it in July. Okay. It is now September. And I've been taking NAC for years and years and years, but you know, just like one capsule a day. And I really felt that that would protect me. Well, I still got the virus. I know my immune system was down. My defenses were down. I was under a whole lot of stress. See, <laughs> well, being a, a small business owner in mm. these days is a challenge in itself. Getting the product because of the supply chain interruptions has been a great challenge. And that's probably the, the biggest source of my stress, that of my 20-something-year-old daughter. So I know, <laughs> I know my immune system wasn't at peak performance. So I did get it. The first 24 hours, I really was miserable. I was very uncomfortable. But the moment I knew what I was dealing with, because, I mean, I didn't get a test. I didn't need to. I knew the symptoms. I knew what I was dealing with, and I sprung into action. I started taking double and triple doses of NAC and pretty much everything on my hit list here. And within 10 to 12 hours, my fever broke. It was very low grade to start, but it broke. The biggest complaint I had were the body aches. Uh. And then through my COVID haze, I went, oh, magnesium. I'd stopped taking my magnesium for a couple of days. So I pumped the magnesium and I jumped into a hot bath full of Epsom salts. And I soaked and soaked and soaked. When I got out of that tub, my um, body aches were almost gone. Because remember, viruses and pathogens, they use magnesium as part of the replication process in our cells. I didn't know So that. they will reduce our body store of magnesium. Mm. So that's a little tidbit for anybody that might be dealing with that too. But um, I was back on my feet in two days and back to work in four days. And I did have the antibody test several weeks later. I'm rocking, rocking those antibodies. So I feel strong and I feel confident and I feel I'm better able to help others who might be in that same situation right. by dropping things off to their home and helping them figure out, you know, how they can, they can best take care of themselves. So um, that's, that's that story. NAC is powerful. And I'd say, folks, if you can get it from your local health food store, please get it while you can. Have it on hand. Have it on hand. That's mm -hmm. very true. So along with understanding, you know, what we can do that way for sleep and, you know, exercise. Oh, gosh, yeah, vital. You know, um, you know, that's for circulation mm -hmm. as well as just, uh, you know, putting you out in fresh air. Go hug a tree. Um, oh, you know, yeah. Walk in nature. Uh, get your feet down in the soil if you can. Mm -hmm. um, walk on the beach. But what are some other things, you know, that, that you can share as far as just general health? Um, st stress reduction, I mean, they're... Well, sure. Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, a walk, a walk in the park, um, a bubble bath, um, prayer, you know, visit your local church or congregation. Um, there's a lot of power in prayer when a group of people are doing it together. Mm -hmm. um, talk to your friends, talk to your minister, talk to a therapist like you. You know, there are so many ways we can do it, but I think, and I'm, and I have to admit, I'm as guilty as, as probably anyone in that, you know, we kind of put our head down and keep putting one foot in front of the other, and we just have to plow through whatever challenges lie before us. Right. When we should take a moment, step back, assess, okay, I know I'm stressed, what can I do to help? One thing I love to do, and it might sound a little bit strange, is to get on a mini trampoline. 
Okay. Uh, they call them rebounders. That's for lymphatic drainage? Yes. I mean, it's good cardio. It's good mm -hmm. exercise. Five minutes on that thing, and you busted a sweat, and you've got a good heart rate. But more importantly, especially now, is because of its effect on the lymphatic system. Remember, the lymphatic system sort of runs along the vascular system, pulling all the impurities and toxins out of the bloodstream to, to process and remove from the body. But those the lymphocytes are created in the lymphatic system, and the lymphocytes have specific... Um, uh, well, T cells. T cells are essentially lymphocytes. Okay. They're made in the bone marrow, but those T cells hold the memory of immunity. So they recognize something that they've already fought. Exactly. And the T killer cells, they're like the soldiers on the ground, <laughs> and the body sends them out, attack, destroy, kill these viruses that are invading the cells mm -hmm. to replicate, because that's what viruses do. And then the T helper cells come along. They're, they're like the guidance system. They, they, they kind of tell those killer cells where to go and what to do. So these are very complex um, elements of our immune function, but they're critical. So this is why a healthy lymphatic system is critical. If we're sedentary, mm -hmm. we will experience poor health. Mm -hmm. We just will. If we're active, if we're walking, if we're running, if we're biking, if we're pumping the lymphatic system, because I'd started to say, our vascular system for the bloodstream has a pump. It's called the heart. And that's how that blood moves throughout the body, taking all those nutrients all to the faraway places where they need to go. The lymphatic system does not have its own pumping mechanism. So we have to pump the lymphatic system. And jumping on that trampoline five minutes a day will do wonders. It, it helps your energy level. You're getting good cardio, so it's good for your heart. And it's low to the ground. It's you know, low that, to the yeah, ground. So you can't really, I don't think, hurt yourself on it. Well, I, I imagine I could probably if I tried because that's how I am. But they make many of these mini trampolines or these rebounders with handles. It's got uh -huh. a big bar that comes across and down, uh -huh. and you can hang on okay. while you do that. And they sit probably six or eight inches off the ground. They've yeah. got very short little legs. And I'm telling you, not to plug Walmart, but 16 bucks at Walmart will buy you a rebounder that could make a huge difference in your health. And even if you are maybe older and don't quite have the mobility you once did and you can't just like jog on it, which is what I do, just getting on there even with both feet and just a gentle jumping rhythm mm -hmm. will pump the lymphatic system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so do you use the one that has the bars if you're jogging? No. No? Because so you, can't you I'm, just jog right off of it? <laughs> But I never have. Oh, that's good. I never have. I put music on or I put the TV on and, you know, something joyful and happy, not the news, mm -hmm. and just jump. Mm -hmm. And I, that's how I start my day. Mm -hmm. And um, I tell you, for the rest of that day, I feel so good. Plus, uh, besides the psychological aspects, you could speak to this better right, than I could. Right. It just makes you feel good knowing you did something good for yourself. Right, and again, it's taking right? that personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like you can check that off your list, yeah, because you've done what you know the first thing you needed to mm -hmm. do. And, and it's funny because people will say, "Oh, I'm am too busy. I've got the kids. I've got the job. I've got the husband. I've got the wife. I don't have time to exercise." Well, I call baloney on that one. Mm -hmm. We're talking five minutes a day. Right. We have five minutes. Yes, you do. Yes, so. you do. And it's, especially if you start your day that way, mm -hmm. you know that works. Um, some people start their day with journals. You know, and, and maybe just uh, putting an intention out for how they want their day to go. And that's very de-stressing mm -hmm. to journal. It is. There have been some really interesting studies about that, too. Mm -hmm. And I think you, we can, also can't um, underrate the power of sunshine and fresh air. No, not at all. I mean, mm -hmm. we've had so much rain in the last, I would say, 30 days. It's been um, wet. And it's been really wet. <laughs> and um, so being outside has not been very enjoyable because the humidity level, even if it rains, it stays around. And so, you know, uh, the park that I love to go to, they've had a difficult time getting mm. in there and cutting the grass. So we have a lot more little gnats and mosquitoes and things mm -hmm. going on over there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, being outside, uh, feeling, you know, the wind on your face, uh, mm -hmm. being where you can watch nature. You know, mm -hmm. as a whole, is very, very distressing. And I have to tell you, I might, I might be upsetting some of your listeners, and I certainly don't intend to. But when I see whole families walking down the street or walking through a park together, and they're wearing a mask, uh huh. I just, 
I'm like, I, I really, I'm not a confrontational person, mm-hmm. but in, in, that, in that place in my, in my spirit, I want to go up to them and say, do you know what you're doing to yourself right now? Right. right. Have you not thought this through? And they haven't. They, they haven't. <laughs> so or, or sad. Or pe- people that are in a car mm-hmm. driving with a mask on. God have mercy. So, um, you know, a mask are important if you're going to be in large groups of people. Um, I see the point of doing it there. But if you're with family members and you're walking and you're outside. Or you're in your own home with family members. I can't can't wrap my head around that one. Well, it's fear-based thinking. It It really is. It is. You know, we have been, unfortunately, educated to the nth degree. Um, with fear Mm -hmm. Um, and so keep in mind that fear is nothing more than false evidence appearing real and so if you're told over and over and over again you and I talked for a minute before uh, we started recording and the fact that um, there is not a single news program that I, I know of that almost does not start their broadcast with here's the latest in the COVID statistics. Mm-hmm. And so we're sending this fear message into people's minds about oh my goodness, oh my goodness. It's like the chicken, you know, the chicken little chicken little the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. And after a while, I mean, we're, you know, like 18 plus months into this now, uh, more than that. Um, you know, we're what? Uh, 18, 19, 20 months mm-hmm. into it. And you know, so people have played that record for so long to their brain that they really believe there's nothing that they can do. And they're that much more vulnerable to the fear mongering that's yet to come. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And also don't forget that uh, fear creates stress uh-huh. and that creates a weakened immune function. Exactly. One of the things that I wanted to bring up, because I bring it up all the time, is that we are 50 trillion cells okay, in our bodies. And those cells make up organs, but there's 50 trillion of them. And so if you understand that we're nothing more than vibrational frequencies, that's all we are. Everything is a vibrational frequency. A tree, a flower, Mm -hmm. a bumblebee, a wasp, a bird, we're all just vibrating. And we're inside, in our case, of a human form. So if you have nothing but fear, that is causing you a major amount of stress, then those cells are vibrating in a very negative fashion, which then increases your opportunity for not only getting COVID, but getting any disease. Mm-hmm. Um, because remember, I talked at the beginning of the show about knowing your C-reactive protein. Yes. And so that's inflammation. Inflammation is caused by stress to a major degree, whether it's stress on your body because of something you're doing or stress created by thoughts. Mm -hmm. Either way, you're going to end up vibrating in a fashion that is depleting your body of the resources that Mm -hmm. it needs. And it's only a matter of time before you get sick. Stress is a killer. Mm -hmm. It just is. Fear Mm -hmm. and stress are just killers. Right. I was delighted to see, uh, and I've had several, we talked about this earlier, about the monoclonal antibodies that have yeah, been available. And why don't you explain what that is? Because a lot of people might not recognize what that actually okay, is. Okay, a monoclonal antibody, it's, it became part of our lexicon, you know, in, in the COVID, in the pandemic. And these are actually, um, they're produced in a lab. They're cloned from a single B cell, and they're designed to... Uh, recognize and fight a specific infection or invader, in this case, Mm SARS-CoV-2. These monoclonal antibody infusions or treatments are also emergency use use authorized. It's a EUA. And it's an IV? Yes, it's typically an infusion, although I had a client say he got an injection, so I'm Mm -hmm. not sure But um, what, what that form is in. But it it's showing great promise. It's showing great promise. And when we were talking about stress and fear, this is how I connected those dots. Mm -hmm. I've had many clients come in and say they got the monoclonal antibodies, whether it was just prophylactically, they felt that that was something they could do and they did, or whether their family members had come down with the virus Mm -hmm. or whatever reason, but Mm -hmm. they've gone and gotten them. And virtually every single one of them told me, oh my gosh, it just took all my fear away. It gave Mm -hmm. me hope. Mm -hmm. I was doing something proactive 
And it reduced my fear, it reduced my stress, knowing that that treatment was available and taking advantage of that. And I know that Tampa General Hospital here in the Bay Area were offering them for free hmm. to anybody that walked in the door. So that, Is that still true? I have not checked in the past week, so I don't know. Of course, we know what's come down from the federal government. They're reducing the numbers of monoclonal antibody treatments available to certain states, okay? Which, of course, makes no sense to anybody. But um, just I'm going to sh- cite some numbers for you really quickly about Florida. Mm-hmm. That um, over 100,000 Floridians have received the treatment, the monoclonal antibody treatment. COVID hospital emissions have fallen by over 60% in the state of Florida as a result, and that's the hospital admissions. COVID hospital census has declined for 28 consecutive days, meaning that the numbers just keep coming down. Mm -hmm. And ER visits for COVID have declined by over 70%. That's huge. Those are huge numbers. Why are we not hearing about this? I had to dig for this information online. But it's there. the The data is there. If we and all we have a desire to see is it, is that um, we need to now understand the importance of a booster. Exactly. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I'm sorry. Nothing about the past twenty months has made a whole lot of sense to me either. But this this is why it comes back to how we started the conversation, mm-hmm. Lucy. We have to decide what is best for us. Mm-hmm. We should not fall prey or victim to an establishment that's telling us what we have to do. The decision about a vaccine, that's between you and your doctor. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes your religion. And your religion, exactly. So those are very personal choices and I honor whatever choice anybody chooses to make. Mm -hmm. But the concern that I have overwhelmingly in this situation is informed consent. Because many, many, many people that have gotten the vaccine do not have any idea, they don't know what's in it. Actually, if you go on the FDA website or CDC, I think, I'm not sure which, I don't remember now because I do so much research, um, it's redacted. You, you, cannot, you cannot find out what is in the vaccine. Is that okay? legal to do that? Actually, according, it's, it's against FDA regulations. I, I would think so because yeah. when my husband was taking, all right, he, he died actually from taking... A, a particular drug um, that compromised his health. He had yeah. cancer, and he was the 1% of men that got oh, breast cancer. Goodness. So, you know, he did the normal treatment that was available for six years, and then they gave him um, a drug. I won't name the drug company, but they, they gave him a drug from this one drug company, and it caused him to basically get Parkinson's disease mm. within about three months. Oh and he was never the same. Um, he, his speech was slurred, his gait, you know, in walking. But more importantly is he began to get a condition uh, where it's called cachexia. And uh, your body uh, just begins to shut down. It doesn't want food. It doesn't want nourishment of any kind. And little by little by little, he was losing on an average of five pounds a week. Oh, my goodness. Um, so from a very muscular man of about 210 pounds, at the time he died, he weighed 135 pounds. Oh, my goodness. And um, so, you know, drug companies as a whole, you know, are not there to kill us. You know, they, they honestly probably are not there to do, you know, horrible damage to us. We have the polio vaccine. We have measles and mumps and mm-hmm. stuff like that that, you know, have pretty much been eradicated. They have value. Mm-hmm. But from in this what, case. Yeah, but in this case, I think one of the things that I'm becoming more and more aware of is the trials. I mean, we are the trials. Mm-hmm. And so we're two years almost into the trials, and that documentation is, is not out there, I don't think, you know, for people to read yet. And it may never be available for us to read, mm-hmm. which is all the more reason that even if you've had the vaccine and you've had both Pfizer's, both Moderna's, you know, coming up on both Johnson & Johnson's, it doesn't mean that you need to let your guard down. You've got mm-hmm. to do what you can do to give your own body mm-hmm. immunity, mm-hmm. Um, you know, to offset anything that might happen to you because of a vaccine that is not understood completely. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that'd be the best way to say it. Very well said, actually. It's an experiment. 
You know, when a drug is brought to the market, it takes years and years and years. It does. And there's a reason for that. Right. And in the past, certain, uh, you know, drugs under study hurt and harmed and killed people. They were yanked immediately. This has not been the case. I can't keep track of how many um, uh, adverse events there have been with, the, with these uh, particular injections. Um, I think the latest figure I heard was about 14,000 people have died. You know, one of the things that a lot of people, uh, dermatologists are reporting this. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know whether you know any dermatologists or not. Uh, I do. But what's happening is your skin is your biggest organ, right? Mm -hmm. And so you don't think about something like herpes as being, you know, anything big. It can be, but you, you don't think about that. They have had so many cases of shingles, of um, the herpes simplex uh, for women as well as men in groin areas and vaginal areas, mm -hmm. um, you know, cold sores, canker sores, um, you know, that's kind of common, but not to the degree that we have styes. Mm -hmm. And all of those things you just mentioned, mentioned are a result of faulty immune function. Yes, absolutely. And your people that are ending up with, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, there's just so many, you know, different ones that, mm -hmm. that are coming to my mind at least. But I, you know, I caution people because if your immune function is low and you don't know unless you go have this blood test. So if your immune function, let's just say that it was 35. And, and I will tell you that when I had my husband's checked, you know, he ended up going into a nursing home. I asked for his D3 to please be checked. I wanted a benchmark of where he was at that moment uh, because they hadn't done it, you know, like previously. His was a 26. Mm. You know, at the time of his death, mm. 11 months later, I'm sure it was probably an 11 or something yeah. that was that low. So if you don't know that number and you continue to take something that compromises your immune system, you know, people just kind of be aware. You you have to do what you can do mm -hmm. to boost your immune function mm -hmm. because the vaccines do reduce it. Yes, we, they we do. We know that. Um, I have a couple of people that are, are close friends, and, um, you know, I have been on their case earlier about uh, checking what their D3 level was. So we knew what it was, you know, before they had their vaccine. They took their vaccine. It just so happened that their health physical was within weeks of the vaccine, and their immune function had gone down by 11 points. Oh, my goodness. So that is significant. It's not mm -hmm. like one or two, like, oh, just maybe. Right. No, no, it went down by that much. Um, so, you know, it it is a concern. It's an ongoing concern of what we can do to be aware. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think, Lucy, I want to make clear to your listeners that I'm not saying don't get the vaccine. No, we're not that, saying that. We're not saying that, and I never will say that. I'm sure you feel the same way. But what I am saying is do the research. Mm -hmm. If you haven't had it yet, understand that it's your choice and work with your doctor. You know, make your decision based on information, not fear. Now, there are doctors um, that, you know, are providing um, prescriptions for ivermectin. Mm -hmm. And um, so how do, how do you feel about that one? I love ivermectin. I really do. Um, I've had a, several clients use it with incredible results. So incredible what kind of results. results did they get? We're talking feel just feeling generally better mm -hmm. within 18 to 24 hours. Yeah. I know that it actually kills parasites. Yes, it's a we all have parasites. Yeah, we have parasites sure. running around inside of us that, that live there very comfortably. Uh -huh. So does it kill those parasites? And by the way, we're not talking about horse paste. Yes, we're not. We're talking about a prescription drug. Ivermectin, it's based on weight, actually. It is. It is based on weight. Um, and there's a very specific course of treatment that you get with your prescription for ivermectin. But I will tell you that, um, that let me find, I have, I have a note on that. Um, it's been around for many years. It, the, the developer, the inventor of ivermectin got the Nobel Prize for it. 
Hmm. Okay. And, and that's no small. That's no small feat, definitely. <laughs> and there was a study published by the American Journal of Therapeutics. The researchers say that ivermectin, and I quote, established safety profile through decades of use and could play a critical role in suppressing or even ending the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic. Hmm. Okay. Um, they've, let's see. Let's see here. They evaluated the results of ivermectin tested in 24 randomized controlled clinical trials that involved almost 3,500 people and found that the reduced risk of death compared to no ivermectin in COVID-19 patients, it reduced uh, the risk of death by 62% on average. And they also found that it, uh, using it prophylactically, reduced COVID infection by an average of 86%. So that's even better than the vaccines in some ways. Well, that's kind of how I read this. And this is a published study. This is science done by scientists and researchers, and I'm just quoting them on that. Um, and they believe that it could have a, a quite a quite a significant impact on this. But, you know, my question is, why are we just now hearing about it? Well, even more than that, it, you know, the way they've released the information more people think of it as the drug they give horses than anything else. So I mean, one word you, misinformation. <laughs> Sorry, yes, it's yes, just yeah. Well, they and you were in the industry, yes. you know, before you mm-hmm. are doing what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, bad information sometimes sells just as much as good information. Of course it. Well, <laughs> you know, if it bleeds, it leads. Mm-hmm. That's the old axiom from my broadcasting days. But the fact is, there are proven safe medications that can be prescribed by your doctor mm-hmm. to, that you can use prophylactically or you can use as a treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have uh, several clients, and these are in other states, who said that their doctors are not putting together kits for them that include ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, I think a, a Z-Pak, and a, maybe a steroid. Really? Yeah. And it's just like, this is your kit, keep it on hand in case you might need it kind of thing. And those doctors, I I take my hat off to them. They're brave and they're strong and they're actually upholding their Hippocratic Oath and trying to help people. So um, there are things that that are out there. Um, I don't know if it requires a secret handshake to get an ivermectin prescription now, but I know that there are many, many doctors and more and more all the time who are standing up and saying, I've got patients I care about, and I want to help them any way I can. So as a person is making that decision, do I take the injection, do I not, please factor that information into that decision. Uh But if we just look at the news and are filled with fear and anxiety about it and just run off and get the injection, I think we're doing ourselves and our families and all the people that love us a a great disservice. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, another factor that... You know, we've talked about, I've talked about on this show uh, a couple of times, is, you know, coming back to just being healthy. If you know that you're overweight, and I guess the rule of thumb is that if you're more than 30 pounds overweight, clinically you're mm-hmm. considered obese. Yes. So, you know, if obesity is an issue, then it's- you need to lose the weight because that is one of the huge hallmarks of getting COVID. Actually, it's number one. It's the number one comorbidity is obesity. Right, and we can do something about that. Yes, we can. You know, that just means getting up and moving, and like you said on a show before, putting down the Twinkie, but making sure that you're putting healthy food in your mouth and that you're doing your part of keeping your weight in a healthy um, range. Range. Yeah, that that you're gonna be working with. Yes. So, I mean, that's a huge one. Um, Another one is, Diabetes. Well, diabetes is very often linked to weight. Yes. It is your pancreas that's not functioning properly. Mm-hmm. It might be because of a family history. Mm-hmm. But it helps to have your weight, again, in the proper range because that lowers the risk. And uh, so there's, you know, there's so many other factors to consider that COVID, uh, a SARS virus, attacks those who have pre-existing conditions and who have not taken very good care of themselves. And I don't remember the statistic, but in excess of 80% of the fatalities with COVID have been comorbidities, maybe mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but And stress sometimes leads to people overeating. Of course and it so does. what do we have now? <laughs> it's been rampant, is the COVID-30. The lockdown, sort yeah. of 
kicked that one off, didn't it? Yeah. So, and if we also remember that if, if we are overweight, we need to lose some weight. We need to make, number one, better health choices, mm-hmm. good for your immune system. We need to move it, move those bones, exercise, good mm-hmm. for you, your immune system. Mm-hmm. And exercise reduces stress, right. good for your immune system. Right. It's a trifecta of wonderful. It is, it is. <laughs> you know, so if you, yeah. if you, listeners, if you know someone or you yourself are packing a few extra pounds, you know, do something about it. It's yes. your life could depend on it. Well, I mean, it's your heart. I mean, even if you didn't have, you know, COVID staring at you, um, carrying around the extra weight is really not good for your heart. It's not good for your joints. Um, so people that say, well, I can't walk very well anymore. A lot of times it's just because they're carrying that extra weight. Mm-hmm. And so it's done a number on hips and knees, um, feet. A lot of joint problems. Yeah, all kinds. And also bear in mind, Lucy, that it, it, before we had the pandemic, we used to have flu season, mm-hmm. and on average, 50,000, 60,000 people could die right. of the flu, the right. annual flu virus. And again, the top comorbidities among that group of the just standard old-fashioned flu are the same as what we're seeing with this virus. Exactly, exactly. So let's not lose sight of that mm-hmm. and know that at any given moment of any given day, a person could decide to make a commitment to their health and to start taking the steps they know they need to, to protect Mm -hmm. themselves, to take care of themselves and their loved ones. I'm gonna bring up one other area too that we've not really talked about. And uh, you know, that is gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to feel better about, you know, yourself, and you want to raise the vibrational frequency of all those 50 trillion cells, start your day with maybe thoughts of gratitude, Look for the positives throughout your day and end your day with reflecting on everything that you experienced during that day Mm -hmm. that made you feel grateful. Um, You're doing yourselves a world of good rather than going to bed just feeling stressed and and getting up in the morning feeling stressed, like what's today going to bring in a negative way. Yeah, The attitude of gratitude, Mm -hmm. it can instantly practically change your mindset. Mm -hmm. And I've had these conversations with my daughter who, who, um, I mean, she's young and she's in the workforce and making her way in life and finding out who she is. So we all went through that. But if she gets into a negative place, practically the first thing I say is, okay, let's just have a moment of gratitude. What are you grateful for? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's amazing that frown turns into a smile Mm -hmm, so quickly. mm -hmm. Attitude of gratitude. And and hopefully her kitty is one of the things that she's grateful for. She is, definitely. (laughs) So that is so sweet uh, that she was able to adopt one and and take care of it. Um, All right, so... We understand that ivermectin might be available. Mm-hmm. We understand that we need to, you know, look at our weight, um, look at health conditions, and are we able to do something about maybe some of those health conditions? Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at uh, mindset and maybe mindfulness, uh, practicing maybe some meditation, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the day, taking five minutes. I have told so many people that have stressful jobs that the bathroom. Nobody bothers you there. Just go to <laughs> the bathroom and take five minutes. Lock the door. Lock the door. <laughs> sit down on the throne and just be quiet. You know, uh, practice your breathing. Um, there are some really cool five-minute meditations. You can put it on your phone, take it in with you, hit play, and listen to that. It'll, it'll help you kind of de-stress, and maybe it's one that has what the water sound mm-hmm. or the rain sound or something that's very peaceful background music and maybe there's just four or five words and you that can be your little mantra like I am feeling grateful and peaceful yes. I mean, it can be whatever you want it to be uh-huh. but um, you know that five minutes regardless of how stressful your job is you can find that you can go to the bathroom so you do you have any other thoughts on things like that that you get on the trampoline? Get on the trampoline, <laughs> yeah, Walmart. <laughs> right, exactly. No, I I think you know there are days if I'm having a, a tough day at work, I'll just I'll just take a moment mm-hmm. and just like ten slow deep breaths. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've got some some clients who have a lot of issues and that can be very demanding and taxing mm-hmm. for me, uh, you know, and mentally. And I'll just take a few moments and just take some slow deep breaths. That's it. That works. 
One of the things before I came to Florida is I was on five acres and I had flower beds everywhere. Oh, beautiful. And so I would go out and dig in the flower beds, transplant, yeah. uh, weed, whatever, you know. And then I had a raised bed where I grew herbs and tomatoes and mm -hmm. green peppers and things like that. So I didn't have a lot of crops, but it was a, a big salad and herbal crop area. And I think working in soil for yes. a great many people, just being part of the earth for a few minutes makes that, a difference Yes, too. that and, and planting a seed or putting a plant mm -hmm. in the ground, caring for it, mm -hmm. watching it grow. Mm -hmm. And if it's a vegetable, then eating the, eating the product yeah. of your labor, it is very satisfying. Right. I'm a big gardener. Yeah. I grow well, my you uh, garden and safety harbor. Yes, we yeah. have a community garden and safety harbor. In fact, I'm the president of the garden. I don't know how these things happen. But um, <laughs> we have 38 families gardening together, and it's a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, not everybody, well, we have a waiting list of a lot of people right now, but I know a lot of other people who, they put a little earth box. Mm -hmm. There's online, if you look up earth box, it will tell you how to create an earth box. Mm -hmm. And you can grow a lot of food in one of those, like a Tupperware, Rubbermaid, whatever container right. that you put on wheels and you move it around to find the best sun exposure. But just watching something grow and nurturing it, yes. it's just incredibly fulfilling and satisfying. Right. Whether mm -hmm. it's a, a potted plant on your patio or herbs on your windowsill in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or hydroponics. I mean, there's you could grow beautiful food indoor with hydroponics. When we just got back from Wisconsin and flying out of Appleton, they had a herbal wall, like a salad wall. Oh, beautiful. And um, it was an L-shaped, and they had the right kind of lighting over it. And so, you, you know, it was advertising, this you could have in your kitchen. If you have the right lights, you could choose a wall and then make that your garden. And I've seen people make herb walls or even, you know, salad walls out of a pallet. Or wow. old recycled, you just reclaim a pallet. Right, right. And, and you clean it up, firm it up, and then you put little trays, you know, and mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Hang yeah. it on the wall. Oh, it's right. gorgeous. But I mean, how cool to just be able to go over and pick what you want for dinner that night. Yes. So maybe it's not, you know, the farm that our ancestors had, mm -hmm. but it's not impossible to do that. No, it's so. not. And what what can make you smile more than looking at a beautiful flower? There is very little. <laughs> I mean, every flower is perfect. Mm -hmm. Plus they bring butterflies. They bring butterflies, they nurture lots of different pollinators and you know, that's there's just there's a that I I think flowers are a gift. I I I'm mesmerized looking at a passion flower. Uh -huh. That's my screensaver on my phone, a very close up shot of a passion flower in its perfection. It's like, you know there is a God <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. when you look at the, the complexity and the beauty of a simple little flower. Right, right. I actually have a sunflower on my phone, and it was taken recently in Wisconsin um, on the Oneida Reservation, uh -huh. and they had a whole field, just as far as you could see, of sunflowers. And I did a little research afterwards, and I found out that actually the sunflower uh, in Russia became the flower of peace. Aww. So I, I thought, well, that's cool that I have it on my phone because, you know, that's kind of what I'm all about is bringing right. peace and calm into situations that aren't always very peaceful. <laughs> and, you know, so many of those beautiful flowers have medicinal properties. Yes. Like the passion flower, the, the leaf of the passion flower, passion plant, passion vine, technically, it's been compared to Xanax. It helps you sleep. It calms you down and helps you rest. Just a simple tea made out of passion flower leaves. You know, I, I guess it's a good way to close today's show, but I honestly believe that if you look at what God gave us, you know, in nature, between our plants and our animals, everything that we need for health and wellness is there, whether it's a de-stressor or whether it's something that's edible or whether it's something, you know, like you said, with a passion flower that has a derivative of Xanax. It's not it. a derivative of, yeah. of Xanax, but it has that same effect. The same effect. It's a very okay. calming, sedating effect. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all there. Mm -hmm. um, I remember there's a children's book, and I don't know who even wrote it, unfortunately, but it was uh, called Eat the Rainbow. Oh. And it had to um, do with understanding that if we ate foods that are all the colors of mm -hmm. the rainbow, you know, we would be healthy. So maybe the little boy that has ADHD, his dad can kind of, you know, find that and say, hey, you know what? We're going to learn how to eat a rainbow. That's a grand suggestion.
That's beautiful. Thank you. I will pass that along. Yeah. I think, well, I worked with children for so long, and I know yeah. what they'll buy into. <laughs> and, and so if you tell them you know, it's good for them, it doesn't work. You know how to manipulate them, in other words. <laughs> yep, I guess. You learn how to do that. There you go. Well, I uh, want you to take a couple seconds here and just tell people how to find you. And thank you again for being my guest. Oh, it's my pleasure, Lucy. As always, I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Uh, Bailey's Naturals is downtown Safety Harbor, 470 2nd Street North. Um, just one block north of Main Street, a couple blocks west of the library. I also have a website, www.baileysnaturals.com. And bear in mind, if you go to my website, you'll find ways that you can contact us. I have a lot of past newsletters with chock full of information that you can check out on an archive of those. And the items that I sell on my website are just certain special blends that I have. But I have a full-on fully stocked mm-hmm. apothecary with vitamins and supplements and you name it. So if you don't find what you're looking for on my website, shoot us an email. We'll get you taken care of because we do mail order all the time. And they can call you. They can call me, yes. 727-725-1617. And tell me that you heard about my store from being here with Lucy and you'll get a discount. Uh-huh. How does that sound? That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, everybody, please go out there and make this your very best life. I know that you're all capable of doing that, and that's how we're going to stay healthy in every aspect of who we are. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.